calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Never underestimate the same. Good day and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi, with Joe Scrabbles. Hello. Hello. Jesse. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I love the pause for my name. It's very, uh, yeah. very cool. I, you know what? It deserved punctuation, and it got it. Jesse, um, can I cheers. just say, I really yeah. like your hair at the moment. I know this Thank is a, a, an audio <laughs> medium, so no one can know, but I think your hair's very nice, and I haven't said it yet. You can uh, you can actually see the direct product of that in terms of, if you watch the latest IGN Now going out today, there we go. or Shino yesterday, you'll be able to see what Joe's talking about. All about stocks. We're not going to be talking about stocks, because <laughs> no. they're boring no because we're talking about stonks baby it's the new fresh thing uh we've got a right old mix of games to talk about this week um people actually may be wondering why joe didn't uh compliment me on my hair that would be because i look an absolute (laughs) state yes (laughs) unfortunately uh you look like i actually don't know what you look like a sort of explosion (laughs) yeah some sort of some sort of I don't know, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, NPC in Shropshire somewhere. You know when you see those, um, uh, those like materials where <laughs> there's like a little <laughs> tiny petri dish and someone drops yeah. like one drop of water in it and then it like grows in a disgusting eldritch shapes. Yeah, is that, is that <laughs> you're describing head. Cardi's hair? Eldritch hair. That's your hair. It's unkempt. It's long and bird's nesty. Um, it's just the COVID style, baby. That's what it's you do. About that. It's not all about that COVID <laughs> no. style, is it? But yeah, it has, it is out now, now actually almost a full year since I've had a haircut. So. That's really price you efficient. Know, that's like my old days. I did shave yesterday though, so you know, baby steps. Um, I did realise that. Um, yeah. yes. Good. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about <laughs> Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. Plus Bowser's Fury. Joe. Mm. Not only do you love this Wii U game, mm-hmm. but you've got to blooming play it again on the <laughs> Switch. I know. I genuinely, it's been an absolute delight coming back to this game. I forgot how much I loved it. And it, it's one of those ones where it was the first Mario game, I think I'm right in saying, it's the first like 3D Mario game I ever worked I on. It's the first Mario game. It's the first Mario game. It's the first 3D Mario game I ever worked on professionally. So it's got like a real nostalgia to it as well. Like mm. we used to do when I was back on official Nintendo magazine, we did like huge hands-on six-page previews of it based on like 10 minutes of play or like trailers and stuff. And it's, it, there's so much about it that's tied up in my memories. So like coming back to it felt very cool and it, mm. it it really holds up for me it's the, you know it's a wii u game but i think mario games more than a lot of things particularly recent ones the art design just really works and I, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel old um in that yeah. way and it's also I, just it's just yeah. weird like it's a weird mm-hmm. experiment and it's based on the ideas brought about in like a throwaway 3ds game they made mm. And so for them to expand it out into like this giant console game was always a 
bizarre thing to do in the first place. So it has yeah. this quite quite strange singular position in Mario series history. Um, I remember enjoying it. I have a Wii U, but I only ever had like four games for it and barely ever paid it. It's basically a big waste of like £200 when I bought it that I didn't really have. So I do kind of regret that. But this was one of the games I did play. I can't remember if I ever finished it, but I do remember thinking this is very good. It mm. is. And that is the thing. I think people kind of forget about this one mainly mm. because people forget about the Wii U in general. Yeah. <laughs> to their it cost. Is a, <laughs> exactly. It is just a very good 3D Mario game. And that's never a bad thing. No. And it's and I think the interesting thing as well, it came you know, you put this in the context of recent Mario history and this came smack bang in the middle of them doing all these new Super Mario Brothers games that I think with hindsight I think people don't have hugely fond memories of the mm-hmm. new Super Mario games. I think there's good ideas in those, but those that attempt to like modernize 2D feels yeah. so much better in 3D world where it's taking the yeah. idea of a 2D course and then like just extruding into a whole other literal dimension. And mm-hmm. the feeling of like I have to get from left to right basically in yeah. the old style, but there's so much hidden around corners and plays with perspective and does things. There's one there's one bit called sh- um I think it's Shadow Play Alley, and you play half the half the co- half the course as just the silhouettes of the characters off screen, that and it's constantly cool. doing these like very strange little things that you know a platformer with a less confident developer just wouldn't fucking bother with because it, it's <laughs> yeah. an idea that there's no point in other than it yeah. just is a cool idea, and it, we- that it's that real old school Mario thinking of like just. Idea, 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 idea. We're going to keep maybe three of these throughout the game and the rest are just chucked to the side. And I fucking love it. Would you say for someone whose uh, favorite Mario game was Odyssey, and I'm basically just asking for myself here because I never really agreed with the 2D Mario games, just never really got on with them. They weren't my mm. thing. But Mario Odyssey was the first like Super Mario game I ever completed and just mm. absolutely loved. Do you think this upcoming re-release slash new DLC is like not really a continuation of that, but... That would be interesting. Well, me, wouldn't I'll, it? <laughs> you, you let me segue very nicely, which is basically 3D World is a very much the thing it has always been, which is, you know, an experiment in what does 2D do as a 3D product. But mm. Bowser's Fury is properly weird. Like, <laughs> I, I think I didn't go this far in my own preview, but some places have been saying, like, this is the strangest Mario experiment for years because <laughs> people expected this to be an expansion when it first came out we called it an expansion and that's always what it seemed to be it seemed like it's built in the engine it's going to be more of those ideas like they'll do new stuff but you know Mm. it's going to be that thing it's not it's a it's built like an odyssey kingdom yeah so i'm not allowed to talk about the wider structure yet according to embargoes but what i can tell you is that the bit i'm allowed to talk about is a set of um little areas in an open what a semi-open world each with a lighthouse in the middle and each of those areas has cat shines which is a reference to super mario sunshine which is a whole other thing um you collect five cat shines and those things pop up the lighthouse and make it brighter and brighter and can occasionally like clear new bits of the world to find or uh when fury bowser who we'll get to turns up collecting cat shine makes the lighthouse shine on him and that turns him away and stops his attacks right so you've got this like odyssey structure of collecting stuff in an open world lets you move on to other bits of open world presumably um i'm not allowed to say what happens because fundamentally that's actually not it it's weird um are are you allowed to speak to as to how it actually plays and controls because in my mind odyssey was like very refined compared to galaxy and sunshine in terms of how it controls does it still feel like sounds weird does it still feel like you're playing that 2d mixed with 3d or is it like as refined as odyssey it's definitely closer to 3d world like it's less of um mario's a bit less fluid he's a bit more set around like specific jumping moves whereas odyssey was a, a lot more freeform yeah the difference between this and 3d world is that addition of like a fully free camera and a wide open area kind of just fundamentally changes how you play with those moves um so yeah so it's definitely not quite as free but the the really interesting stuff to me is like it's a massive reference to sunshine like you're clearing up ooze bowser jr is there with a magic paintbrush which is a thing in sunshine you're collecting shines uh it's the super tropical thing there's they're really making a concerted effort to be like this is kind of like sunshine which is something they've never returned to because 
Loads mm. of people fucking hate Sunshine. And the other interesting <laughs> thing is Fury Bowser, who's a big boss who turns up every few minutes as a timed oh. event. So you're walking around in the open world, then it will start raining, and then 30 seconds later that rain means that Fury Bowser's going to turn up. It turns into a thunderstorm and he starts firing attacks it's at you. like Zelda. He's the, Zelda. Yeah. It's the Blood Moon. He is yeah. basically a Blood Moon. That's so, really cool. And what he does is... A, he attacks you, but some of his attacks also are the only things that can break certain blocks, so you need to have him attack you to find certain secrets. Hmm. Other things are he, all the, a bunch of friendly NPCs become enemies while he's there. Um, and he also drops giant spikes that turn into new platforms that can lead you to different places or give you different places to go to. So it does all this like wild shit <laughs> that Mario doesn't do. So you're being like strategic with Bowser's attack, knowing exactly where you need yeah. to go and just using him to your benefit, essentially. And then the idea being that you, you, um, you collect enough cat shines to unlock the Giga Bell, which is the <laughs> thing that we've all seen with that's Cat Mario turn into a giant Super Saiyan Kaiju Cat Mario. That sounds awesome. And that's where my preview ends. So I, right. Like, but you, the, a, the idea is that you have a big fight with Bowser. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like a Godzilla versus Kong, which looks kind also of is. very mad. <laughs> um, are you A, allowed to say, or B, even have a grasp on like how much extra content that is, Bowser's Fury? Uh, I'm not allowed to say, and I don't have a full grasp. I, I purposely, like, yeah, I purposely haven't played too much. Um, yeah. So mm. that I can't accidentally screw myself over with the embargo. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but the, uh, they Nintendo specifically have said it's short, mm, um, okay. and what that means to me, my section of the preview, I reckon I played for about half an hour, maybe, mm. and I certainly didn't collect everything. So, yeah. okay. is it just I, one? I, big I can't map? even guess, but huh? it's just one big map with like different. Yeah, bits it's one big di- map. The bit, right, okay. the bit I got to play is. It's hard to tell, but it feels like it's a portion of a map. But I, right. I really don't know. Like the the speed at which you get to the Bowser battle leads me to believe that there's going to be more. But I have no actual idea. Mm, um, cool. But yeah, like it's just it's a really bizarre thing, and I love that they I love that that's what they've done with it. They haven't just yeah. gone like, stick an extra bit on. Like mm-hmm. it's just they've given a, a Mario team the opportunity to make a tiny new Mario game, and that's yeah. fucking awesome. Do you when know- is it out again? Uh, it's out soon. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, February something. 3D World Reboot. Not not too I've far off then, basically. No. Yeah. I've still got Sunshine and Galaxy to play on my yeah. Switch mm. as well. February 12th. So I might, uh, might have a Mario month next month. I, yes, I, 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 I did, did want to ask, though, is it Couch Cop? Because girlfriend and I have almost finished with yep. Toad Treasure Tracker, and we've loved that, so we're just looking for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're both couch co-op. Um, That's awesome. 3D World is up to four people, including online. Uh, Bowser's Fury is just two people. That, um, that sounds perfect. But yeah, that'll be exactly fine Exactly what like, I want. I, I actually... Yeah, I'm, I think it's a really nice thing. It's kind of odd they haven't gone with four players in both, given the package, but they... I mean, that more than anything, that shows you what they're doing, which is yeah. these are two separate games. Like, we've mm. just given you an extra game for your money, which is extremely cool it'll tide us over until odyssey 2 which i desperately want and still surprised there's no expansion i say this every time why isn't there extra worlds what are they doing don't they want my money same with mario party how have they not added extra maps or modes on that there's not been a new mario kart in what five six years like the wii u mario kart is the switch mario but if i was mario (laughs) if i was the mario kart team i'd be fucking terrified of trying to improve on mario kart 8 that game is fucking amazing it has every map ever just yeah. too much. Just Smash Bros. Like Ultimate. More. That's uh, true. Um, do you think we'll ever get... Because you were talking about uh, the old school Marios, and obviously there's Mario Maker. Do you think we'll ever get a 3D Mario Maker? I think, coming, right. I think we're much more likely to get a 2D Zelda Maker than we are a 3D Mario Maker. I think... I think the problem is that a 2D Mario Maker lets you do everything 2D Mario could do and more without too much help. Whereas yeah. a 3D Mario Maker, there are there are so many different versions of what 3D Mario means yep. that I think you're ultimately only going to disappoint some sections of your your audience. And so much of Nintendo Nintendo's thing isn't built on like traditional business sense; it's built on like the artistic value they bring to stuff, which is mm. good and bad. But I think they would 
I think they would shy away from anything that couldn't go full quality on Mario. You, um, you can do that in Dreams anyway. You so, can do it in Dreams. I played, you know, I played a Dreams, <laughs> uh, a Dreams map the other day that started off like Mario 64, but as soon as you walk into the castle, there's a giant Wario head that will always catch you, and it's fucking oh, horrible. So it's like that creepy pasta thing I've seen. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really up. odd. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, cool. That's I am very excited. More Mario because more Mario is always a good thing. Same. Um, I've got a question for you, Jesse. Out today, if you're listening to this, yesterday you may have already played it. The first actual Xbox Series X slash X exclusive, the medium from Bloober, is out. A horror game, Jesse. You like those? I do like horror games, but I don't do like you the like medium. This one? Um, oh, that's no, a I've been, shame. I, on, I'm not kidding when I say I'm severely disappointed with the medium and it's not what i was actually expecting when i first saw that trailer and um, when they showed off of the series x just um there wasn't any gameplay revealed but it looked really really cool and everyone's been you know clamoring for like a silent hill light experience and then when you hear akira yamaoka is working on the soundtrack it's like wow this you know you might have some high hopes for this one and then that extended gameplay reveal came out and then i was just like it was like a graph just going all the way downhill like my hype kind of died just because it it looks really slow and it didn't look like it was for me. And then I finished it six hours afterwards when I got my hands on it. And it's just, it's all over the place, to be honest. So what is like the actual the story? gameplay loop for people? Oh, like, well, in terms of actually playing, it can really be boiled down to you are exploring a rundown Soviet era paradise resort place. You're picking up items and you're gaining the memories of the people who used to live there whilst sometimes occasionally solving very basic puzzles and uh, experiencing a few chases with monsters. So there's no combat or anything? No, th- I mean, there there is, like, defense mechanisms in the game. So, essentially, you're playing as a character called um, Marianne, and she... Imagine her as, like, a ferryman between the world of the living and the world of the dead, and she's, like, mm-hmm. ushering people to, you know, their final stop, essentially. And with her powers, not only can she enter this kind of split reality world, but... Sometimes she might have to defend herself, so she's able to cast, like, an energy bubble around her, and that might be to stop a tentacle hitting you, or some moths. And that's really <laughs> the extent of it. Not the moths, not your lovely woolen jumper. That's how oh, you get to I know. ribbons. Like, have you guys played it yet? I haven't played it, no. And I, I'm ashamed... Not ashamed. <laughs> it's a shame. Of the game. I'm ashamed. No, <laughs> it's a shame to hear it isn't that you'd enjoy it because I was actually looking forward to it and it I just thought from the original trailer like, I thought the aesthetic looked really cool I loved the idea of yeah. you know the split world the whole um, whatchamacallit Titanfall 2 what's the level called oh, oh um, ah, I can't remember what it's called the time the travel split, one the split reality yeah. tri- crack time in the slab, travel that's thing that's the dishonoured one isn't it yeah, yeah crack in the well, slab's yeah. the dishonoured one but <laughs> similar yeah. idea there we go and basically yeah that, I really like that idea but cause and effect like, sorry there cause, and effect. Yeah, cause and effect cause and effect it sounds like you're not really it's, the way you've tried it. You don't really do much. It's not utilized all too well. Um, like when when it does happen, it's really just for the purpose of solving a few puzzles. And you saw it in the extended gameplay as well. There was a part where I think you have to go up for an elevator, except the the elevator power isn't working. So you need to enter the split reality to find a like a power module and power up the elevator and stuff. But um, it it really just. Mm, it boils down to just being too slow and quite boring with no stakes involved and that's just not what you want with a horror that's a game shame. and and here's yeah. the thing like you can have horror games which are quite slow placed you look slow paced rather you look at a game like Franbo or the cat lady those deal with heavy topics and you know they're point and click and stuff and this is the weird thing with like horror games it, they're more focused on thematics rather than gameplay when we all saw that trailer we didn't really know what to anticipate in terms of gameplay um, because, you know, you can say it's a horror game and that could be a first-person game. It could be a visual novel. It could be a walking simulator. But then when the medium came out, it was just... It infuriated me when I was, like, halfway through it. Because you... they're, like... I haven't, honestly, haven't played many of their games, but I know, Joe, you're a big Bloober fan. Like, yeah. they genuinely make good games. I'm, it's so a shame I, to see this happen. They are, a con- they are controversial, though. Like, I think some mm. people do really take against them. And honestly, the stuff I've liked most from Blue, but I, I, I have to say I haven't played Blair Witch. Um, yeah. But my favourites from them were the first Layers of Fear and Observer, which are both very similarly 
dealt with games. Like, they are something along the lines of a walking simulator, but with light puzzling built in. And they're all yeah. about atmosphere. Like, my, and my, frankly, my favorite bits of those games are often when they're much, much quieter. They're not going for full horror. It's more like building you into the world. So, there's an amazing bit of Layers of Fear that I think is genuinely amazing. Like, like, sticks in my head. What's that thing going around at the moment? Lives in your head rent free. Yeah, That's yeah. what's happening to me. Um, where you walk into a basement room and there's just a piano in the middle of the room surrounded by tat and you go mm. up and the only option to do is press one button on the piano and you press it and like silently around you, everything begins floating <laughs> and there's no explanation for it. It's just really odd and eerie. And yeah. those are the moments I think Bloober get really right. And Layers of Fear 2... I didn't catch me in the same way because it was built much more on like a gameplay loop or like puzzles built into the world. And it sounds like the medium's kind of showing a little of Bloober's sort of faults with, with like straight up gameplay design. Yeah. It's, it's weird because it feels like you're playing a game from quite a few years ago that just never really came out. And this thing, when you start the medium, like the overall setting, setting like 1980s Poland, like the Soviet-esque building that you're exploring. And the game does look good at times, but even then, a lot of the performances and even facial animations can sometimes be quite poor and Mm. just take you out of the moment, which is obviously a, a, when the story is so important in a game like this, it, it's a shame, really. And in terms of the story as well, when you're exploring like this, you know, rundown paradise and trying to, uh, like restore the lives of some of the people within, that's why I wanted the game to focus on. But then it takes a weird turn surrounding one of the characters and it involves like a subject matter that's, I don't think handled particularly well. I don't want to spoil it, but when it does occur, you'll know when it happens. And that, that really took me out of it because it, it felt like it handled itself poorly. Yeah. And we would say there are some good reviews out there. Some people do yeah. really like it, and they may be more on the Joe side of they like the atmosphere it builds, yeah. and are not necessarily well, there for it's the worth, game. It is. It's worth pointing yeah. out that our, you know, IGN's review yeah, is, it, is is very positive. Like, yeah. yeah, all opinions are welcome. Exactly. It just may not be the game that some people think it is by looking at that first trailer, which I think is a valid thing. Like, it's not the game I thought it was basically yeah. and two words did scare me more than anything jesse i don't know if you can confirm this for me tank controls oh man it, it got me a few Why? times at the start like this is the thing like people why are we making tank control games in 2021 that, that's, with what no I'm saying, that's what i'm saying why it feels just a bit <laughs> like it feels old in terms of how it actually plays and especially the stealth segments as well they just they feel uncomfortable not because like you're scared when you're playing it just because it I I got so angry at times because of how slow Marianne runs throughout the entire game. And if you end up playing it, you'll notice it too. But especially during the stealth segments, they just don't feel like they play particularly well. And there's there's no stakes involved when it when it comes to actually hiding away from these monsters. Um, it's yeah. just it's it's not the horror game I was looking forward to yeah. playing. But if you're in it for the atmosphere and the story, then there might be something for well, you. But don't. We should say also it's on Game Pass. So yeah. if you have an Xbox, you most likely have Game Pass. Yeah, you just you might as free, well. So why not? Yeah, you might as well give it a go. Just don't expect anything in terms of. Just don't expect you're going to play like you know the indie version it's of not Silent, Silent Hill, Hill or something. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what people were expecting, and it's not that. Yeah. But it could still be something you like. You know. A lot of people, when they meet me, they're like, this isn't what I was expecting, but I'm going to give you a chance. <laughs> Despite. Yeah, sometimes they, yeah, sometimes they never speak to me again. <laughs> Despite your terrifying hair. <laughs> Look, sometimes it looks luscious on those one in ten luscious. days. I like it. Uh, I should say, I'm a fan of your hair. I don't. I'm just being mean for the sake of lols. No, I'm not saying. I, I, I'm not taking it. But I, I just come in tomorrow, shaved it all off, and cry. <laughs> <laughs> like that thread going round of all the footballers who've been made bald through Photoshop, just suddenly like, I've got to do it. Just, it's got to be done now. Um, I played a game last week that I reviewed uh, called Nuts, which Nuts. is a game I wouldn't be surprised you hadn't heard of because I don't think many people have. It's a, a small indie game that is out now on Apple Arcade, if you have Apple Arcade, uh, and is out next week on Switch and PC if you have one of those uh it's a short maybe three hour game i think from memory that um is basically if you're a fan of 
Firewatch. It's got that. I know that's kind of whenever there's like an atmospheric, cool-looking indie game that short people go, it's like Firewatch. This one kind of very much is. <laughs> um, it's not just a lazy comparison. You're in a forest. You've been sent there as a research student at a university to catalogue and surveil some squirrels in a forest. Um, See, that just sounds cute and just relaxing. It is a relaxing game. Um, it's, you know, there, there's more to it than that. There's a story they're telling that, you know, has some dark undercurrents. It's not, you know, I'm going to tell people now, don't go in there expecting a full-on horror. You're not going to get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a very... I enjoyed it. I gave it a seven. It's an enjoyable quite calming game that yeah takes two three hours to play it's got a very cool. nice um art style that's very bold and colorful it's um cross-processed if you know what cross-processing it's a very hard art style to explain is that how seeing it for yourself. it's not like that is it it's a little obradini um that's more based on old computers yeah obradin's right. one bit isn't it i am yeah, a fool um or like fake but, yeah. one bit yeah. Basically, how you trap these squirrels is it's kind of, they're like miniature puzzles, like each level you're in an area and you have a series of cameras you can set up and in, you're given the rough location of where the squirrel starts its journey each night mm. and then during the day you place your cameras in the positions you think are logical places, then you press record on the cameras, it transports you to night time and then you basically you scrub through the footage from i don't know 30 seconds to a minute's worth each time yeah and you basically track where those squirrels go and then you sp- the next day you move the cameras and try and basically track those squirrels to find out where they go each night luckily these squirrels do exactly the same thing every night <laughs> so they're never varying off course did but, you see um, anything creepy when playing Did back I see anything cre- Well, it's in the trailer. I'll say very early on in the game, you do track a squirrel all the way back to its um, little nest of um, its little stash of nuts. And, you know, scattered amongst the nuts is a pile of dynamite. <gasps> what are the squirrels up to? <laughs> is it the squirrels? Are the squirrels evil? This is what we've got to work out. I'm not going to mm. tell you because the whole, you know, the main <laughs> joy of this game is what the hell is going on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just different. And I... I liked it, and it, do you know what? I'd also like to say it's a testament to people working remotely because this got made during lockdown. It was being made before lockdown, but it's like it was like coded and created in Iceland. Like the writers from Denmark, it, all the art design was done in Canada, and all the sound design was recorded in Germany. So there's wow. these four, like it's all come together remotely like this. I think it was created at one of those game jams in Iceland. Mm. A and, worldwide project. Yeah come together yeah. it's just it's a very nice relaxing game that i would you know it's good it's by no means you know i was tired a bit of the gameplay loop by the end you're kind of doing the same thing you're doing at the start for about three hours but they do there's little nuances on it and it's it's a well-told story with a fun little ending so i mean that's that's what yeah. you want really it sounds very pleasant yeah uh, have a have a look at it if you so desire <laughs> I'm feeling really sinister today. Uh, just be happy. Don't know. Just you be can happy be happy presenter. and sinister. Just be bloody happy. <laughs> you can be a happy man who's sinister. I mean, I'm trying to name one. Uh, <laughs> who's, 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 Don't who's stress yourself too much person. over it, Cardi. The Baron from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He's laughing. He's also quite sinister. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's what I went for. A bit of film like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we play a quiz? Yeah, yeah why not? Inside, in the UK, IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? We asked for your endless search games, and you know what? We got quite a few good ones. Uh, this week, though, I have picked Ollie Hunters. Well done, Ollie Hunter. Can we get a, r- a round of applause, please? For, uh, just, just not too Ollie loud. Hunter. I don't think that really came through the microphone, but there no, you go. It kind of sounded like you were smacking your lips. <laughs> I was, was going to say, it just sounded like we all started furiously masturbating. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Ollie. Um, but Ollie's written in and says, Alright, gents, love the plot, love the pod, <laughs> blah, 
blah, blah. Um, my completely original idea for an endless search, completely not ripped off from another IGM pod, I believe he's talking about GameScoop here, mm. is I got 21 questions to go. Yes, which please. Which is a great name because not only does it play on our garage heritage, um, but it's also a great name for a quiz. Um, basically, we're playing 20 questions with games. Ollie, you did suggest with shows and films on streaming services. I'm going to do it with games this time, but it's a malleable game, mm. which, you know, there's a reason this is a long-standing game. One we've never actually played, which maybe we've just never taken the easy road, but now we definitely are. Well, it's that we've never taken the easy road of copying another IGN podcast <laughs> wholesale. <laughs> but you know what? They only do one a show. We're going to do three games. Dude, we're going to wow. do a quick fire. Um, if you don't know how... It's normally called 20 questions. We're doing 21 questions because, obviously, the garage links. Tut, tut, uh, tut. <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, who wants to be Romeo? Oh, Romeo done. I'm going to shout that if I win. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, you'll take turns at asking yes or no questions about a game, and I will say yes or no. And then after each question, you can each guess a game. You'll have one game, one guess each after I've answered that question. And you basically have to narrow it down within 21 questions what the game is that I have thought about. So I've got three games here. Right. So as an example, I could say, is this an Xbox 360 game? And you could say... And it would say yes or no. Wow. You may want to be a bit more specific. Yeah, this I is, will. I've listened to a few episodes of Game, game Scoop and... You know, sometimes there's misleading questions you can ask. But we will start with game number one. And do you know what, Jesse? You can ask the first question. Is this game an RPG? No. No. Uh, was this game released for the... Or during the last console generation? No. Hello. So you could take... Take a guess when, whenever you want, but you know if you're not really going to get it from that. But you only you only get one point whenever you guess. So, is this game open world? No. Is this game considered a classic? I would yes, I would say so. I don't think anyone would contest that. <laughs> That's four questions. Is it first person? Yes. Interesting. So a non-RPG, first person classic, not made in the last generation. <laughs> uh, is this game's primary interaction shooting things? See, that... <clears throat> I would say no. No, it is not. And that is one that may be <laughs> contestation, but I don't think I think you'll you'll understand. Can you commandeer yes. vehicles in this game? No. That is seven questions. Am I allowed to guess? Yeah. Is this game portal? It is portal. Yes. <laughs> See as you technically you have a gun the whole time, but you're not shooting. But yeah, you're not mm. shooting things. I, but that that was what gave it Gave it away. Yeah, to me. I know. Although, it's, although it's the hesitation one. on saying is this game considered a classic is uh, confusing to well, me. Well, I think it is, but I was trying to think a week considering classics are more than like twenty years old. Or no, something. no, no, no. But surely yeah. everyone loves cool. Portal. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad you agree. That's one point to Joe. We've got two more games. I can't believe I only get one point for guessing it so early. Fifty Look, points for you, Joe. Otherwise, Thank it's you. just a pointless <laughs> game. Which is making it interesting. Keeping it. Interesting. Attempting to, anyway. Okay, second game. Mm. Please go. Uh, Joe starts this time, sorry. Okay. I, I was just, I've, I've, there are questions you just should ask, but I really <laughs> want to ask like something really fucking stupid. <laughs> Is the box art for this game mainly red? <laughs> um, no. Okay. <laughs> That I say no, but there is some red on it. No, but it's not mainly red. That's good. No. Are you basically thinking, is it red dead? <laughs> no, not specifically. <laughs> Did this game score an age rating of 18? No. I love the idea of scoring an 18. <laughs> yes! We did it! Um, 
Is this game considered a classic? Yes. Cool. Did this I feel game... like I should just anticipate that they're all going to be considered classics. Mm. Well, yeah, you don't know. Did this That's game get questions. a 7 or higher from IGN? Oh, for God's sake. Right, <laughs> Got him. I, I, you just never know. I would say I think so or I don't think so. I need to listen you to your keystroke so I can figure out exactly what game <laughs> um, I may have shortcut it. Um, yes, it did. That's four was, questions. Was this game released during the last console generation? No. <laughs> so angry there, Joe. I know. Was this game released on multiple platforms? That's a good That's one. A good question. Um, you need to know. No, no, it wasn't. Which means mm. you've narrowed it down a little. Is Six. this a Nintendo game? Yes. As in, de- well, what, I mean, sorry, that, sorry I mean, mean I mean, that? developed by Nintendo. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got him. Uh, let me. Uh, so some of these I will have to look up, but yeah, no, no, it definitely wasn't seven questions there. Is this an RPG? No. Eight questions. I kind of give you a, a, a hint there. Of, <laughs> you mm. kind of got two in one there with Joe's question. Is this game Goldeneye? It is Goldeneye. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think you get it that early. I, I was thinking classic Nintendo-only game with a non-Nintendo developer. Mm. Mm. And Rare felt like an easy one. How are yeah. you so and I just good, went Joe. with the right one. And then I just think Cardi loves a bit of Goldeneye. Or loved. I, do you know what? I never had an N64. So. But really? was it... Because I didn't have an N64 okay. during the like the big times for the <laughs> N64. <laughs> um, in fact, I never had an N64. What what no, year was the N64 released? Like, what were the big uh, times? GoldenEye was like 97, wasn't it? Oh. Right. Gold, I thought GoldenEye was 96, but you might be right. I was but a baby. I was a baby. It is 97. <laughs> yeah. I have the Wikipedia picture. Well done. Oh, uh, yeah. But it, it yeah. is 2-0 to Joe, but you know what? We'll do the third one. So Jesse Just so Joe can win again. <laughs> humiliate himself. Yep. Uh, you get to go first this time, Jesse, with a third of three games. Was this game released by Capcom? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. No, it was not. (laughs) Does this game feature a single set protagonist? Yes. Good. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just trying to understand the question you're asking. Well, like Bond. Yes, you play as one person the whole time. Can you eat food in this game? No. Why has that stopped me? Uh, is this... Uh, <laughs> I don't know any games where you don't need food. <laughs> uh, was this game released on a PlayStation platform? Yes. Not that. It's not actually that useful a question, is it? <laughs> a lot of games are released on yeah. a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> Does this game take place within America? No. Hmm. Is this game considered oh. a classic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, just making sure. Yeah, he's got the answer now. Uh, um, six, six questions there. You've got it within eight both times, so it's good going. Two more, though, to keep that up. Yeah, I'm worried about this one. <laughs> I mean, you have started with some quite ridiculous Yeah, questions. I know. <laughs> I've actually forgotten the answers to most of I mean, the previous ones. If it was ones. a Capcom game where you ate food, you'd be well in. <laughs> I mean, what would it be? Resi? Can you eat food in Resi? I suppose herbs. Mm. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't think of one. Uh. <laughs> Six questions. Sir. So uh, It's a classic that came out on a PlayStation. <laughs> That's what we know. <laughs> okay. Did this game score a nine or above on well, IGN? Jesus Christ. Uh... uh, 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 uh. Yes. I'm just going to try and go for the within eight, just in case. Yeah. Is this game Final Fantasy VII? 
It is not. Oh, thank God. See, if I'm being harsh, that should count as one of your questions. Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay, we're doing it. That's the question. Eight means it's Jesse's. Is this game Uncharted 3? No, are we just doing this for the next 11? <laughs> I just need to do it for a guess, you never know. You never know, you might get lucky. That's nine questions, though. We've got a PlayStation game that's considered a classic, scored more than a nine, and has one protagonist. Oh. Joe, it's your turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Is this game a third-person viewpoint game? Yes, it is. Ten questions. Is this game Metal Gear Solid 4? It is not. It's 11 questions. It Was this game developed in Japan? Yes. Twelve questions. That's a good early question that we should have thought of. <laughs> <laughs> Is this game Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker? No. <laughs> I can't think of many uh, Japanese questions. games that have got that high of a score and it's third person. Yes, they're out there. <laughs> Was this game developed uh, in part by a famous developer? I, I, yeah, yes. Yeah. Is this game part of the strand genre? <laughs> no, no, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, so many choices I, chopped down. We gave it over a nine. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, we gave yeah. it six. Um, that's, that's fifteen questions. Six more. You can you can narrow this down within six questions. You've got uh, Japanese uh, on a PlayStation console, mm-hmm. third person, one protagonist. Over a nine score, you don't eat things. It's not Capcom. Famous Dev. Famous Dev. Fifteen questions. Is it Joe next? Bayonetta. It is not Bayonetta. Mm. Sixteen questions. Is this game Silent Hill (laughs) Two? It is not Silent Hill 2, 17 questions. You could still, you, you could take a couple, you could narrow this down a bit. You don't know what, what you do in this game at all. <laughs> Except you don't eat. <laughs> oh man. Is this a game in the Resident Evil series? No. 18. Is this game in the Persona series? No. But you eat food and then fuck. (laughs) Kill me. Two more. Do you know what? You can have one more question each and then one more guess each. Okay. These are the rules. Okay. Okay. Um, Famous Japanese developer. Why you don't uh, eat food? What is it? <laughs> Why is the food thing so big for you? <laughs> I'm just hungry. hungry. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, is this game an RPG? No. I don't know She's if I asked this. It might have been a previous one. Can you drive vehicles in this game? No. Oh. You've got a guess each. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to. I know you went a bit blase at the start, but it, it, these have been poor questions. <laughs> <laughs> Japan one was good. Come on. What famous developer feels guess. like it should bring it down so much. And There's not that many famous Japanese no, developers I know. Who developed for PlayStation. Um, there are a couple you could go wrong with. <laughs> oh, man. I. I, I don't know, man. This I is... think a lot of people will be screaming the wrong one at this point. Because there's a lot of clues that could mean it's a... Actually, no, because it's not an RPG. Oh, I, I seriously cannot think of a okay. game that isn't an RPG. Are we, give, are we giving up? No, yeah. uh, Aladdin by Shinji Mikami. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... And you may keep yourself. Shadow of the Colossus. Ah, oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Bugger. 
Ah, unlucky boys. Um, you know what? You, you didn't really say face at all, Jesse. Um, but you know, better luck next time. Yeah, just congratulations <laughs> to Joe. Fantastic. To Joe. Thank you. Fantastic uh, I, I, I enjoyed that. It's it's a good fun game. There's a reason it's played at parties around the world. <laughs> all those parties happening around the world right now. Yep. Um. Let's go straight into some feedback. Actually, there's more to Ollie's email, which leads is a bit of feedback in itself, so I'll carry on. But thank you for the suggestion, Ollie, because we had fun. Um, he would like to say, also would like the groups for on games mechanics where a simple idea has a twist. The two that stand out to me is the active reload in mm-hmm. Gears, um, a mini game for saying you do hundreds of times in the game, and the barbershop QTE in Shenmue, where you need to not press the button to so- to show your focus or some bullshit. That really pissed me off for hours <laughs> as I was pressing the button as quick as possible. I have no idea what that is, the barbershop. I've never played Shenmue because it sounds so boring. It, Jesse, um, <laughs> I mean, I think I did play that specific segment, and essentially, I think you're having to learn different, like, uh, fighting abilities and one of them probably is to like stay focused and you instinctively press the button when you see a quick time event. I guess in this one you just put your controller down because why would you touch it? <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to look that up because it sounds a bit mad. Uh, Ollie says keep up the good work and R-E-S-P-E-C spelt like the C T. It's very clever. Respect the C yeah, C within yeah. respect. I, I like it. Mm. I think we, we go. got a um I think we got a message from someone this week who I don't know whether they were joking or not, seemed to think that the we were respecting the letter C. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best out there. It's, it's an, it's it's an important one. letter as well. It's a good one. Uh not a good score in Scrabble, but God can you make a lot of words from it. Uh got a favourite word beginning in C, Jesse? Um, don't say it. What? What are you thinking of? <laughs> what word are you? What, what's it, no, what's what a, you were thinking. No, no, I no. was thinking the word crimes. Um, crimes. Also, <laughs> to Ollie's point, uh, I yes. thought of a small twist on a simple idea. The uh, I won't say what it is, but the end of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons has a single button press Ooh. that can make you cry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking amazing. That game. Um, that is, I might replay that because. I'm feeling like I want to cry. I feel like Um, I want a little weep. Yeah, thank you, Ollie. Uh, You've got some feedback, Jesse. Yes, from Anthony Clegg. He says, Last week you judged the man who ate dry Weetabix, understandably, but it reminded me of when I was a kid and I'd spread butter on Weetabix and eat it like a cracker. Don't know if this is normal for Yorkshire or I'm just fucking freak. I mean, you've answered your question, and it's the latter. My girlfriend's from Yorkshire. I have never heard of the Weetabix cracker <laughs> no. butter continuum. I, I lived in Yorkshire for three years. I, I never saw this occur on any street corner. I'm um, sorry to say, Anthony Clegg, that you are a fucking freak. <laughs> it's just too dry, man. It needs to be with some butter. sort of liquid. I mean, it depends yeah. on how much butter you're putting on. Like, it, but, would, it wouldn't be dry if you absolutely slathered it in butter. <laughs> Is it like the mini Weetabix? Because if you've eaten those dry, that's more understandable, because sometimes they have stuff in them. chocolate chips and that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. if it's the big fucking, like, brick going in your mouth yeah. with a bit of butter, then I'm that's not... not I'm not buttering my cereal. No matter how much you ask me, I'm not buttering my cereal. Just Did really either- gross. <laughs> Did either Buy of you some watch- bread. It's probably cheaper than cereal. Yeah, it's <laughs> cheaper than Weetabix, for sure. Um, and tastier. The... Uh, <laughs> Uh, did either of you watch the New Year's Bake Off? No. During which it was revealed that former winner Rahul prefers eating entire slabs of butter to eating chocolate. He just prefers oh the taste Lord. of butter to chocolate. That's really fucking gross. What, just like, just eating the stick? Yeah. I kind of get it. I do like butter on bread. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I feel but like no after a couple like... of mouthfuls, I'd start to feel but it's so oily. Yeah. Yeah. Depends what butter it is, though, perhaps. I mean, Maybe there's a butter stuffed with stuff in it. Would you prefer to eat the butter like a stick, like a lollipop like that, or melt it down and drink it? Mm. Oh, that mm. both sounds disgusting. Depends how much. Have you, you know when you get, um, like in a really fancy, like, steak restaurant, you get those little circle, like, spheres of butter. Yeah. That have garlic mm. and herbs in mm. them. I'd just eat one of those. I could easily eat one of those as like a little candy. I don't know if I could. I just, I need, I need the like bread or something with it. I mean, I, I do know. make use of all the melted butter when I'm eating a lobster, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> How often are you eating lobster, mate? Fairly often. 
go on in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Tumbling away. Um, yeah, if if you two are a freak and butter your cereal, do let us know at yeah, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Imagine buttering individual cornflakes. What is the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever buttered? I want that feedback. Good. I like that one. What is the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever buttered? Um, no body parts. Mother. Keep it clean. <laughs> I, I actually have an answer to this. Um, go on, go on. Once I ran out of bread and I was really hungry, so I just put together a ham and cheese sandwich with no bread and a bit of butter on the underside of the cheese. So, you know, I ran out bread of bread. Bread sandwich. Huh? Yeah. So you basically just put some butter in between the ham and cheese? Yeah. So that's... Oh, I that's, see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a breadless sandwich is what we Yeah, yeah. Here. It was like a naked sandwich, you know? I kind of like that. That could work. That's what happens when you don't have any bread. You need to improvise. Butter things that aren't like bread or crumpets or something. Really, maybe I'm boring. Maybe I need to live a bit. Maybe Um, I need to drink butter. I've got um, some feedback here from Daniel who says, Hi guys, thank you for all the entertainment I've been listening since the podcast was in double figures. (gasps) That's a long time ago. Uh, Baby Alex was on it. Little baby (laughs) Alex. Uh, the recent discussion about cereal and in particular eating it dry got me thinking. I am lactose intolerant and so have never had the option of milk for my cereal. Nowadays there are a lot of good milk alternatives, but back in the late 80s and early 90s the options were pretty grim. I can only imagine I've got some nice Alpro soya milk in the fridge right now and I do actually prefer it to actual milk I think. Maybe, you know, another feedback topic for everyone there. Um, I have therefore, this is Daniel here, I've therefore got into the habit, and this does, you know, I know there weren't many options to you, Daniel, so I do sympathise, but this to me sounds absolutely vile. Mm. I got into the habit of having my cereal with fruit juice. Jesus Christ. I wonder if anyone else has done this. I would rather butter my feet, butter my feet, butter my feet. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather And you didn't answer the weird buttering question. (laughs) I'd rather butter my Weetabix than have it in apple juice. Didn't, um, did we not have someone else email in and say that they put Sunny D on cornflakes? I swear that was in the previous podcast that I was in. Oh, was it? I think so. so. Have we got, like, truly freakish listeners? (laughs) Like, is that what we attract? That has to be. Is this what we're doing our jobs for? Because if this is the kind of clientele we've got, I don't want to talk. It must be a product of just, like you said, the late 80s, early 90s, because that's just fucked. You're better yeah, off I just mean, having like, some water. I know water. you're probably you're probably hooked on it now, but I could never do it. But like I said, there's a lot of good nut milk. There's a lot of good hazelnut milk, milk is spot on. Yeah. I uh, wish maybe try it, it wasn't called nut milk, but beyond that, <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't imagine like what what do you specifically are we talking about? I could kind of more something more like an apple or like a peach or a pear would be better. Something really citric though, like an orange. Is or there nut juice? Well, I can't imagine that. Orange is there nut juice? Because then that would make nut more juice. sense. Nut juice. Instead of having apple orange juice. I think you know what you, you're if asking. You, if you had almond I'm juice. I'm not having that on my cereal. What if there's almond <laughs> juice? I am not having nut juice on my <laughs> I do. I, I am, you're right, I am super interested in what the juice is. Because like, yeah. imagine cranberry juice. Can you email um, back yeah, in and tell us? Because this is really important. And what cereal are we talking here? Like, are we having, I don't know, Beatles with mango juice? I don't know. That actually, <laughs> that genuinely sounds all right. Maybe the sweeter the cereal, the Chocolate and mango. That could mm, work. That does sound... Mm. No, but I don't want to I don't want to put myself in their shoes. I don't want to experience juice and cereal. <laughs> no, That's something the they did back in, in the day. No. Um, Daniel. <laughs> Email back, tell us what the cereal was, what the juice is, and if you're currently incarcerated. (laughs) uh, And what the best combo is and what the worst combo is. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, what if he's done loads of experiments (laughs) and then gone to jail? Right, Uh, I've got one one from Alex Moore. He begins, Oi, oi, savaloi. That's not how you say it, but that's how I would say it. (laughs) Brilliant podcast. Cracks me up how you can talk about the toys in cereal boxes to dedicating an episode to sandwiches. And if you have time, squeeze, have time, <laughs> squeeze in a bit of gaming talk. Correct. Firstly, last week when you were talking about someone drinking too much Sunny D and they turned yellow. <laughs> I heard on another podcast that the person who this happened to... I love that we're just reporting other bits of podcasting <laughs> on our podcast now. I heard on another podcast that the person who this happened to came forward and emailed in saying that she messed with her mum's fake tan but didn't admit it 
and after having loads of doctor's appointments, they came to the conclusion that it was Sunny D that caused it. Make of that what you will. That's the quick summary, and hope it helps. Alex? (laughs) Sort of. I do have a question, and I hope it hasn't been asked before. If you could pick a world in a game to live in, and the job... So I guess a job of a game. What would you pick? For example, the bloke that builds the house in Red Dead 2 in the first town. Sounds boring, but with your guys' expertise of spiralling scenarios out of control, I'm sure you'll make this an exciting listen. Uh, For the love of all things green and fluffy. Don't get me wrong, like, Red Dead 2 is a cool place to be, but I don't want to be the guy building a house. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't want to be in Red Dead 2. It's I fucking don't know. I could, horrible. There. A bear just comes out like, and destroys your face with TNT and shit. That doesn't sound I'd fun. I'd like be the guy who owns the tailors in Saint Denis. You know what? Constantly be... get shot in the face by random uh, players. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> what about the train driver? <laughs> People kill him all the time as well. Everyone oh, no. with a good, everyone doing an interesting thing in that game can and will be killed. <laughs> I'd just be one of the poker players, <laughs> professional yeah. poker players. But they get shot for cheating. So oh, no. Shot, okay, I'm shot, not picking, shot. Stabbed I'm not occasionally. Picking. I'm gonna. My instant gut was, and I know I say this game a lot, Persona Five, because I'm mm-hmm. basically just living in Tokyo, and I'd love to do that right now. Because yeah. God, I'm bored of this house. Yeah, that's it. Um, Which job would you do in the Persona world? I would be Kawakami, <laughs> the teacher who is a day a teacher or at night a maid. Oh yeah, that's a bit <laughs> odd, isn't it? Um, uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> I would. Second I'd thoughts. be. There's the um. Oh, what's his name? The professional arcade player. You need oh, later yeah. on in the game. Yeah. Mm. Or my favourite Hifumi, the uh, professional uh, chess. It's not called chess, is it? What's the Japanese chess-like mm. game? Oh. um Clickety click. <laughs> Shogi. Shogi. I'd He's be there. She's a shogi champion. That's mm. what I'd be. Fair uh, enough. It's pretty good answers. Mm. Who in I... Resi would you be, uh, Jesse? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go for Resi. I have two pretty chill answers. One of them would be a shopkeeper in the Elder Scrolls uh, Oblivion, because that game looks fairly comfy and is relaxing. Mm-hmm. Or the airsoft guy in Persona 5. Just run a oh, shop, because yes. that's just wicked. You yeah, love airsoft. Cool. I didn't realise how into airsoft you were. But you keep buying guns. <laughs> I, love, I, I love my firearms. <laughs> oh, actually, sorry, I've completely, I've completely, completely botched this. Yeah, Pokemon trainer in Pokemon. Oh, Buttered feet. it would be good. Buttering your feet in Pokemon <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, who would I be? I would. I'd, I'd quite like to be one of the pirates in Skies of Arcadia. It looks really nice mm-hmm. in Skies of Arcadia. Do they it's get like shot at? I mean, they get shot at, but it's all quite cartoony. It feels like no one actually has that many problems. And they've got cool. laser beams and that. What about uh, Cooking Mama? <laughs> you're, you're living your life I in a kitchen forever. I think Cooking Mama's miserable. Yeah. I think mm, she's hiding deep sadness behind that grid. What, what is she buttering? Well, what mm. isn't she buttering? <laughs> Good um, question. Um, please do send us feedback again at IGN oh. underscore UK for IGN dot com. One what of the little is cooking mama hiding. Yeah, what's <laughs> cooking mama hiding? Uh, what what um one of the little robots in Astrobot. They always seem oh, to be having a lovely having a time. Lovely, yeah, absolutely rolling around Very having a grand old business. Hmm. Fantastic. Uh, that's a good question though, and yeah, I'd like to hear more more about that. You know, alongside all the nonsense of butter and fruit juice on cereal and stuff like that. What body That's part have question. you buttered? Let us know. <laughs> we just want we just want anything anything that's been buttered. I will oh accept margarine as well. Um, we're not going out to other spreads just yet. Let's let's focus down for now. I did only find out not too long ago that batoli is not considered a butter, and that's the margarine? only kind of butter I've been having it's, it's, all my it's life. Olive oil. It's just it's delicious. I tend to have margarine. Uh, in my house, we have flora buttery a lot. So you got I'm pack only. Yeah. If I'm not, eat- if I'm not eating lurpak, I'm not fucking buttering it. <laughs> <laughs> that should be their next thing. Get rid of the little man with a trombone. Have me in it, screaming at the screen about lurpak. Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> feedback's well, uh, well, gonna be fucked next week. <laughs> you ruined the inbox. <laughs> Um, what music shall we have? Uh, is Mario too is Mario too easy? Oh no! Some of the three D world music is amazing. I'm gonna uh, find you know one what? I like best. Yeah, we're gonna listen to Joe's choice of three D world music. Is what we're gonna have. It uh, already sounds so good. I hope you have a lovely week, and I hope you enjoy your butter.
Goodbye. Bye. Bye yourselves. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.